Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm Joy Dooling, and you are listening to the Joy of Membership podcast. This podcast is for membership leaders. So we talk about strategies for attracting, engaging, and retaining members. But that's not entirely the focus of the show, because let's be honest here, there is no shortage of advice out there on best practices in membership. What we need to talk about is how to actually make those things possible in the real world, how to be absolutely sure that growth practices are going to stick, how to make those things easier, more consistent, and even automatic in some cases. Sound good? Then stick around because we're about to jump into it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to this week's episode. So this week, I have another guest episode. You know, we didn't have one for a long time, and here I've had two pretty close to back-to-back. This time, I'm joined by Amanda Lee Kaiser from Kaiser Insights. If Amanda's name sounds familiar, it's probably because she's pretty well-known in association circles, but it could also be because she appeared here on this podcast back in episode 64. So if you listen today and you want to hear more from her, you might scroll on back about 50 episodes and listen to that initial conversation too. Amanda is a member engagement speaker, and she came on this episode to talk about her brand new book titled Elevating Engagement, Uncommon Strategies for Creating a Thriving Member Community. If you're listening to this episode when it airs, you can actually get the book today because it's officially being released today, February 14th. Amanda and I share a passion for member engagement, so that's the focus of today's conversation. Let's jump on in. Amanda, I'm so glad you could join me today. Thank you for being here. Ah, thank you, Joy. So I cannot tell you how much I love this book. I'm so happy to hear that. Member engagement is so near and dear to my soul. So I actually had a friend who had stopped by and saw the book sitting on my kitchen counter. I said, oh, what's that? I'm like, oh, it's my new favorite book. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so delighted to hear that. That's just absolute music to my ears. Awesome. Well, one of the things I love about your book is that the way you approach member engagement is structured on the one hand, then you give all of these creative ways to apply it. But I'm one who really loves systems and processes, and I liked how cleanly you broke down member engagement into the stages. So can we start there and talk about the stages of member engagement as you see them? Yeah, absolutely. So I think there are six stages to member engagement, or I should say as as a member progresses throughout their journey, assuming that they go from new member all the way to volunteer, there's there's six stages for us to to really think about how we engage members on each one of those stages. So the the first stage is observe. So somebody clicks join. And immediately they're sort of in the audience seat. They're observing what the association is all about. 
And they're looking at everything. They're looking at your website. They're looking at your emails. Maybe they even go to, say, a chapter meeting and, and they're watching. They're not ready to, to contribute or to participate yet. They're watching. The next stage is assess. And so that happens, you know, maybe in tandem with observer or right soon afterwards. They're looking at everything. And the assessment stage is when they're saying, okay, are these people like me? Is this the association for me? Am I going to feel like I belong here someday? So that's the assess stage. Participate is, is when they, they say, okay, I think these are my people. And now they dip their toe in the water. And so maybe they see something that they want, they want to like respond to an article in the comments or they want to respond to a post online. Or maybe they say something in the chat. So it's sort of like, it's a, it's a little, little kind of dipping your toe in the water to see how your ideas are received. Contribute is when you start to do, you know, the bigger things. You're a member and you start to say, I want to speak. I want to write. I'm going to be interviewed. And you're giving more of yourself in your thought leadership. Collaborate is a stage that I think is under leveraged in a lot of associations. But when people start to hit those higher levels of leadership, they start to have a lot of big, thorny problems, new problems, problems that seem unsolvable. And what they want to do is they want to collaborate with others like them to help solve problems. And then finally, lead is what we typically think of, you know, the, our, our volunteer leadership. But leadership can happen in a whole lot of ways. And, and I, I, I like that problem of sometimes you hear that we have many more people who want to volunteer than we have slots for. Okay, let's Let's think about a lot of different ways to, you know, keep them in there, keep them volunteering. And then other folks will say, we don't have enough leaders. Okay, so maybe that's the time to rethink the way we have volunteer roles. And, and, and so engaging those folks at, at that, that very last stage is very critical. I'm curious about why you feel engagement is such an issue for organizations. Like, why did you have to write this book? Yeah. <laughs> so I have done... 477 member interviews in the last 10 years. It's something like 33 research projects with all different kinds of associations in many different industries, many different professions. And there's a through line through all of those. And that through line is that without engagement, you really don't have an association. So engagement is absolutely at the root of everything. Now, the interesting thing for me is when I worked for an association, I, I think my assumption was that the decision to join and the decision to engage was very logical. We would provide them value and they would engage. And now having done those interviews, I find that the decision to engage is not logical at all. It's very much based on emotions and we need to have value. But I also think we need to do something else to appeal to the emotional side of people's brains. And, and that is we need to create these positive experiences. And, and really, that's what the book is all about. It's, it's all about the next step of engagement through positive experiences. And I, I'm super excited about it because I think it's, it's a really untapped area, but it's also not you know, not hard, not expensive. And so I, I'm hoping that associations find a lot of ideas that work really well for them. Well, I think that you model the engagement in your book because it is so entertaining to read. From the very first story of your camp experience, I was like, this is going to be an interesting read. Awesome. I'm so glad that you picked up on that. It's a fast book. It's a it's about a two, two and a half hour read. So I was, I was hoping that people would 
take it with them on a on a plane flight, you know, home from a conference or something like that, and 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 read it. And and I also wanted it to to be something that like that you got a lot of information out of, but that was fun at the same time. And so I did sprinkle it with a ton of stories. There is a fictional heroine. Her name is Cat Taylor. And you follow Cat through every single one of these stages. And so I start off each chapter with a story from Cat. And, and what Cat is, is Cat is really this amalgamation of all of those 477 conversations. And you can see where, where people, where members start to get stuck and they start to think, Ooh, I, I'm, I might not, I might not continue on. And then what her association did to, to keep her involved. And, and I think that was a, for me, that was a, the super fun creative part of the book. Well, and I think because she is a, a combination of all of these different types of experiences, I think that association leaders are going to be able to see their own organization. It's so many aspects of her journey through this book. Awesome. I'm glad you think that. I'm super excited. From all of these interviews that you've done, do you think that engagement has changed over the years? Or do you think that the ways that we have to engage people have changed over the years? I think engagement is changing, which means we have to change. I've, at the root of all of this is our lack of time and our members' lack of time. I One of the things that we felt, you know, even during COVID, things sort of slowed down, but but there's there was still more things to do, more things that we needed to do than we could do, let alone more things that we wanted to do that we, you know, we had time to do. And And now it's just ramping right back up again. People have so many options and they feel like they have so little time. And so if we continue to move forward with a value-only story, it's very, very hard for members to understand our value story in relation to what it is that they need. However, experiences kind of shortcut that. So when we offer somebody a really positive experience, even a little experience, you know, just a friendly welcome, calling them by name, you know, a big smile, that kind of thing immediately, you know, turns something on in their brain and they start to say, oh, they're very kind. They're very open. They're very generous, just like me. I, you know, I think I could find a home here. And, and so I think you're right that, that it, the, the nature of engagement is fundamentally changing. And as associations, we have to start changing in order to meet that, that new issue, which is our members feel like they don't have time. They can't give us a lot of attention. And so we, we've got to meet them where, where they are. So your book is sprinkled with these super practical ideas and things that organizations can build into these different mm-hmm. stages. But I'm curious, out of everything you put in the book, a couple of your favorite ideas from the wild. What really yeah. kind of sparked joy for you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. An association's online community, I think, is one of the most public displays of a membership's culture. And that's one of the things that I, that is the kind of the through line throughout the entire book is that, you know, not only do you have an organizational culture, but our members have a member culture. And, and the way, and one of the ways you see that member culture, you know, is out there in the online community. And whether you're a participant or not, if you're getting the digest, you can see that member culture on display. I was part of a a really lovely mentor community for solopreneurs. And the leader of that community, she was, 
she was just so warm and so encouraging. And she'd, she'd read people's posts. And, and I don't think she had a lot of time, but what she would do is she'd, she would, you know, answer and, and maybe like one sentence or two. And she'd ask a question to sort of get you thinking about your next step. And, and she modeled that sort of open, generous, kind, warm behavior that every single person in the community came to adopt. And, and so I talk a lot about culture cues and how we as leaders can model. And, and so there's a lot of things that I think we can do as leaders in the organization, whether we're volunteer or staff, to, you know, to show, to, to help create a culture that members are going to get a whole lot of benefit from. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I, I think that sometimes organizations get so lost in the formality of who they are as an association that they forget to interact with their members as, you know, just normal people who, you know, want the same sorts of emotional connections from other people as, as we all do. I just had a conversation with a new client recently and we were kind of talking about the onboarding process and communication and all of that. And she was describing everything had to have this real formal feel to it. And I'm thinking, but, you know, these people are just like her and I. It doesn't need to be that formal and that stodgy. So I just, yeah, yeah, I just think some of these old ways of communicating and connecting really do need to be looked at again. Especially as you see what's going on in the consumer world. So if you look at almost any of your favorite consumer products. And if you get emails from them, you know, JetBlue, the meal delivery services, all of those, they are writing those messages like they are your best friend. It's casual. They're sprinkling in hashtags and emoji and stuff like that. And I think we feel like, oh, no, you know, our members are PhD rocket scientists, surgeons. We, we can't talk to them like that. And and. And so I like to, you know, I think what we're talking about here is tone. I like to think about tone on a continuum from super casual, so, you know, super kind of on your BFF to something that's much more institutional. And right now, some associations are very much in the institutional and, and maybe they can't talk to their members the way JetBlue talks to us, but maybe they could move a little bit, you know, a little bit one way on the continuum and just try to warm up that tone a teeny bit, especially one of the things that I encourage people to do in the book is if you if you feel like it's too much of a risk with all of your members, try it with your new members. That's that's the place where people are really trying to figure out if they belong or not. They're trying to figure out if this is the community of their peers. And that's a great place to warm up your tone and, and be super, super, super welcoming. Yeah, I love that idea. Well, I could talk about this all day with you. But I know you have places to run. Where can people get their hands on this book? Yeah, absolutely. So every online retailer just about worldwide. I know it's selling in Canada and Australia and the UK and Europe. So Amazon everywhere, but also a whole lot of other booksellers, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, you know, all, all kinds of places like that. If you go onto my website, it's amandaleekaiser.com, which is Amanda Lee is L-E-A, kaiser.com. You can find more, much more information in all of the links on for my book right there. Perfect. And isn't that worldwide reach just so strange to feel as a, as a business owner, as an author, 
being global, you have to like just pinch yourself sometimes. It's awesome. I, I love I love the way the book industry is, has evolved. And I think it's even the last couple of years, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, congratulations on all your success. I encourage everyone to get this book. Like I said in the beginning, it's one of my new favorites. Good luck to you. I hope it goes well. Thank you, Joy. Hey there, you made it all the way to the end. Bravo to you. I'm back in just one last time to remind you that there's a free one-page PDF available over at the website that shows you more than 20 ways that technology could be supporting your efforts to attract, engage, and retain more members. It's actually broken down into the stages of the member journey, so you'll know exactly where each piece fits. And everything that's on that one pager can actually be automatically done for you with software that costs less than $1,000 per year. So if you haven't already grabbed it, you can get your copy at joyofmembership.com slash tech, joyofmembership.com slash tech, T-E-C-H. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.